Hey everybody, welcome into episode 20 of the Haven Podcast. You could be listening to anything else in the world right now, but you're listening to me, and I appreciate that. On this week's video game-focused episode, my, oh my, boys and girls, do we have quite a lot of info to go over today. Been jonesing to talk with y'all about this and go over go over the shenanigans and news. So this past Tuesday and Wednesday was Gamescom 2018 in Cologne, Germany. For those that may not know it, it is essentially the E3 of Europe. Um, So starting all the way back uh, Monday of this week, early in the morning, tons of rumors, tidbits flying around the interwebs, the reset eras, the the reddits, the yahoo.com, you name it, whatever your news, video game articles, shit is that you go to. Tons of stuff flying around freaking dongs at a, at a bathhouse fucking amazing all over the place right so all types of rumors going around and so we're going to break down not necessarily the rumor portion of it but we're going to go over what was revealed over at gamescom last couple of days and we'll see what's legit wise and not and what kind of announcements we could actually see from the future because there are some some reading between the lines if you will people that if you uh, get off on this stuff as much as I do, you can kind of foresee the future of where things are going and why they're going there um, from a lot of the different publishers, developers, and the likes and such. So, um, yeah, really, really cool, exciting stuff um, as far as that portion of it goes. Um, Overall, how was Gamescom 2018? For me, I thought it was pretty fucking boring. There was no, I thought, game-changing announcements per se. Um... But we did get quite a few low-key goodies, I should say, um, along with a lot of new gameplay footage as some of the games that we all will be playing in the next few months in the fall that we'll all be enjoying and just going fucking Mad Hatter about, you know. So with that said, let's start the show. So first up on the docket was Microsoft's XCOM, XCOM, Jesus, what the hell? First off was Microsoft's Xbox Gamescom conference, aka a bloated and embarrassing episode of Inside Xbox. Um, essentially, you know, it, all the hosts that were there were just trying so hard, you know, to the point that you just wanted to break your TV with your face. Um, I'm going to be honest about it. I think I did maybe 30 minutes of it and I just couldn't watch anymore. Um, so just like a great podcaster or content creator, I would just went online and read the recaps and watch gameplay vids of the stuff they did show that I wanted to see. Um, however, uh, awesome, amazing retator. By the name of Kyle Hunter 24 on the Xbox's subreddit. I'll include the link to it in the description below in case you want to check it out yourself. Want to give him his due props. He recapped everything for us to go over and talk about. So thank you, Kyle Hunter 24. Peace be with you. So let's switch on over to that. Hopefully, do not get any strikes about this, but we shall see. So, anyways, with that said, uh, they started off with um, Game Pass service that I've talked about a couple times on the podcast that I personally just think the world of it is just a brilliant idea and I think Microsoft just scratching the surface with what this thing is capable of and what it's going to become like even in six months from now um, so they announced that Game Pass is $2 for two months so $1 per month um, kind of going through I think it goes for everybody I tried to look it up and they wouldn't give me the deal I wonder if it's because I'm a current subscriber to it um, and everything like that but it looks like first timers or people that do not have it currently subscribed will get it for $2 for two months so check it out especially with like Forza Horizon around the corner 
like you can't beat that. And I think it ends around the end of August, so you can kind of just wait on it if you want to for the deal. And it's all digital, so it's not like they're going to sell out of tickets. Um, you can just wait on it. So let's see, yep, and that should carry over to the end of October. And then, boom, you could play the new Forza Horizon 4 um, when that comes out in early October. So really, really good stuff. So the announcements they went over, they show are announced that, hey, Hunt Showdown is coming to Xbox Game Preview. Cool. It looks like I, I saw the game. I was like, oh, this is all right. It's from Crytek. You know, the guys that did, like, Crisis and stuff. But I was just like, eh, I'm weary of Game Preview games. Um that's kind of a lot of games that have come to it kind of ruined it for me. Um, then they had some good or some goodies on PUBG 1.0, meaning that hey, starting available September 4th of this year, PUBG exits game preview program. So for those that haven't purchased it yet, you might want to jump on it because I think it should be in theory cheaper when it's in game preview than when it actually comes full retail release, all that stuff. Um, I, I. PUBG's always been an issue for me. I saw all the Digital Foundry breakdowns of it for Xbox X, and I was just like, eh, no thanks. Like, this thing looks like a buggy, you know, early access title that they actually have not updated. So hopefully they, they talked about in this video how much they fixed, how much they listened to the community, yada, yada, yada. So we'll see what happens with that. And then they announced more customizational options for Xbox Design Lab. For those that don't know, Xbox Design Lab is where you get to craft... Um, color-wise and all that fun stuff, your own Xbox One controller, which I personally love. Um, so they decided more customization options. So now you can do like a camo print on it if you want to, or like a shadow print and not just a solid color. So again, little fan servicey stuff that fans have been asking for, they're adding on to it. Now, the one thing I was hoping they were gonna announce accessory-wise at Gamescom was the new Elite 2.0 controller. So it's been rumored for a while, the blueprints have been leaked, it's been talked about. Last time I saw something on Twitter from one journalist that said, hey, it's still coming out. They just are not going to announce it at Gamescom, which doesn't make a lick of sense to me. So unless it's going to be just U.S. only at first, which why would you do that? But maybe build a pipe that way. I don't know. So I was hoping to see that at Gamescom and officially announce so I can buy that. That did not come to fruition. So I'm waiting personally, and I hope they do this because they've been pretty good about listening to fan feedback. And I think... From what I've seen, it's been a popular request by a lot of people um, that do own Xboxes. They want the ability to not only get this new 2.0 Elite controller, but also to craft and make it within the Xbox Design Lab. So you can do different colors, put your gamer tag on it. Once they do all that shit, just throw my money at them. Like, just take it, Xbox. You guys are fucking... This is awesome. I want one of those. Um, so we got that stuff. And then Battlefield 5 gameplay. Um this was a whole lot of like bundles announced with the X, which, you know, you're starting to see the transition now. They're phasing out the S a little bit here. And then, boom, they really want to push you to buy that $500 fucking megaton console in the X. So, um, Battlefield 5 Deluxe Edition and then the 1943 Xbox One bundles coming out. They had some new um, stuff gameplay that they showed for the new State of Decay 2 Daybreak pack that's coming out sea of thieves interview uh just kind of like oh this is what we've released curse sales and this is what's coming down the pike and all that they did show a new um you will emerge trailer for fallout 76 um and then they announced a fallout 76 xbox one bundle 
um, Record, Definitive Edition, Super Lucky's Tale, Disney Adventure, Rush, and Zoo Tycoon are actually um, Microsoft's partnering up with THQ Nordic, I believe, for publishing, and they're bringing all those games to Steam. So for those Steam-only users, boom, there you go. You're going to have some some Xbox games coming. I Honestly, a lot of those are shit, I think, but... Um, yeah, I still have to play ReCore. They have it on Game Pass. Actually, I think I might download that tonight and see if I can give that a whirl. Um, then they did show Ori and the Will of the Wisps Spirit Trials. It's kind of like their multiplayer function that's going to be on the new Ori game. Real quick, if you haven't played Ori uh, in the Blind Forest, please play that game. It's fucking amazing. It's one of the best exclusive games you'll play on the Xbox, and I am super excited for the sequel. It what they showed at E3 just looks phenomenal. Speaking of games that give me a chub, they showed gameplay and then did an interview with the dev for the new Metro Exodus. This game looks fucking awesome. It looks so, so good. It Day one purchase for me, I mean, I'm not waiting for reviews. I'm buying it blind and all that shit. I'm definitely going to probably be doing a spotlight on that. I just Everything about that game that they've shown and talked about is just my cup of tea of what I look for in video games nowadays. Then they showed a new Life is Strange 2 trailer. Episode 1 is available on September 27th, 2018, and it's one of five episodes. If, if you guys listen, you know how much of a fanboy of Life is Strange I am. I just think it's a phenomenal video game, so I'm, I'm, I've liked what they've shown so far. I can't wait to jump in. It looks like it's going to follow two brothers that are orphans or something, and one has, like, superpowers. It just looks so good and they just do some really clever stuff um they showed the first gameplay footage of devil may cry 5 that looks kind of cool i'm not gonna lie i saw that i'm not the biggest devil may cry fan in the world and what have you but i saw that and i was like okay that's that's it's on my radar i'll keep an eye on it kind of thing then they showed a trailer and had an interview with the head dev for this indie title called sable this thing looked just nuts and it was like this 80s I don't know, like this 80s comic book look feel to it. I, it's hard to explain. Um, I'm actually going to, I'll make a note of it. I'll put the trailer for that, the gameplay or the announcement trailer in the description below as well if you guys want to check that stuff out. So I'm going to be linking mostly stuff that, hey, you know what? This is what I thought looked cool and great. Definitely want to hear your opinions and feedback. Here's the link for you to check out if you haven't already. Then they moved on to the Halo front, which got me a little... A little, little hot and bothered. So they showed this video about Halo Fireteam Raven. For any of those listeners that live near Dave and & Buster's and you haven't been there, or you go there regularly, or you haven't been in a while, go check it out. They have this new arcade cabinet called Halo Fireteam Raven. It's so rad. My wife and I played it last time we were there. Um, actually, we went to Portland a couple weeks ago. So much fun. It's, it's playing an arcade version of the first Halo. That's all I can say. I don't want to give too much away on it. It's just a, it's a really unique, cool experience that I just recommend that you check out. Then they came and said the Master Chief Collection, which has always been a bugged up, horrible, awful mess on the Xbox, is officially coming to Game Pass on September 1st, 2018 with improvements, aka 4K HDR. They're fixing the bugs. They're fixing all the issues with the multiplayer. And um, they're even including custom game browser um, with that as well. And then Xbox came out and said, hey, we got a new app for you guys on iOS and Android. It's the Xbox Game Pass mobile app, which is separate from the Xbox app. Um, a lot of people I hear saying, and it even says on Kyle Hunter 24's notes, for some reason, 
the thing is what you do with this from Microsoft said is like to manage your subscription to Game Pass, cancel it, renew, et cetera, and then see what games are on it. The thing is, and I understand why people are scratching their head, I think this is just paving the way, getting some bugs out of the way, letting people get familiar with it, because this is going to eventually turn into and be updated into the application that people on all devices, tablets, mobiles, video games, etc., our consoles are going to use when Xbox goes full streaming and they're like, Hey, you can play halo on your, you know, iPhone X kind of thing. So I think they're just laying the groundwork and that was the reason for it. <clears throat> and plus if you use the Xbox app, it's horrible. It's not very good. That thing is a total refresh and it's almost as buggy as the store. And, um, also, pro tip that I learned from Reddit, if you go under your options on your Xbox console, under, I think it's display, you can uncheck mark the box that says smooth transitions. Um, I did that, and I noticed from the Reddit article that, as it suggested, it actually speeds up the Xbox UI quite a bit, especially in the storefront. It's not this weird, laggy, just, I don't know if the thing's going to crash and blow up or something. It it definitely helps a lot in that regard. Um, then we have Daisy trailer and interview. Um Daisy is a game that's coming to Xbox. Cool. Like, just these survival horrors. I'm just like... Or not survival horrors, but these survival games I'm getting... There's just way too many flooding the market. Um, then we got a new trailer for The Division 2, which continue to listen because I have a nice little rant that I'm going to love breaking off in the ass of Division 2 here in a couple minutes. Um, then we got Shadow of the Tomb Raider gameplay, as well as the Shadow of the Tomb Raider console bundle announcement. Game just looks good. Um, I've loved the first two, cannot wait to conclude in the trilogy Laura's journey of what they've been doing and saying and everything. So um, very looking forward to that. That game comes out September. So cannot wait to play that and um, definitely going to be doing a spotlight on that one as well. Um, then we got announcement for the Dark Pictures, the Man of Medean video. I actually think these are from the guys, the developer that did uh, Until Dawn, which was the horror game on PlayStation exclusively. I think this is their game that's going multi-plat. Um, their new one. And then we have Forza Horizon 4 gameplay interview. You know how I feel about uh, Forza Horizon. Cannot wait to play this game. Um, then they revealed a car. And then they announced, hey, we got a Forza Horizon 4 bundle for Xbox One S. And then one for the Xbox One X bundle as well. So all good stuff. Switch over the notes so this thing does not crash. So the one thing, too, that was... this so. Overall, Microsoft's thing was kind of, I thought, boring. People were trying way too hard, the producers. But it wasn't like a full-fledged conference we've seen from, you know, Xbox at E3, okay? So it is what it is. It's how they do their inside Xbox stuff. So one rumored kind of key term or key for, I don't know, term, what the fuck's the word? One rumor was this thing that Microsoft was going to announce and introduce at Gamescom, which did not happen called Xbox All Access. So I've actually been hearing about this for the last couple of months or so. Um, they've gone and come by different names, but that seems to be the more common one. Now, the reason they didn't announce it, I think it's because this is going to be a new service from Microsoft and Xbox that's only available in the United States. So it wouldn't make sense to announce it in Germany and then say, oh yeah, you crowd-eating bastards can't have it. That's just really fucked up and mean. So with that said, kind of perusing, and I kind of added on to my list for today. No, I don't want to open Surrey, you whore. Um, so I got this through uh, windowscentral.com, and 
again, I've covered a couple articles from Windows Central, and they always do a fantastic job, and they're they're pretty reliable with their shit. So um, this one's from Jez Corden, again, really good insider, like he knows his shit. So this was posted a little while ago. Xbox All Access looks like a new subscription service with Xbox Live, Game Pass, and a console. So listen to this, where it gets really super interesting. Reading the article, it looks like Microsoft will announce this this month. The idea behind it is a customer will be able to pay 22 bucks per month every month and net themselves a 1S, Xbox Live, and Game Pass for two years. Now, say you want to spend $35 per month every month for two years, you get all that, right? But instead of an S, you get the X. So if this turns out to be legit, which I have no reason to think why it wouldn't be, this is a game changer to me. And I know people are going to be like, oh, here comes Danny fanboying about Microsoft and Microsoft balls in his mouth again. Listen, at the end of the day, I have all I want to say is thank you so much to Sony. You guys kicked them so hard in the teeth, the Xbox brand that they are so determined not only to get back up, but to break your neck. They are going, like, mad to do it. And all that does is makes us, who matter, the consumer, benefit the most from all of this. This is an insane fucking idea and deal. This is going to be a game changer. And you know Microsoft is doing it to see, like, okay, how does people fill this out? How does this work? I don't know if you keep the console after the two years of payment or if you return it back to them. I think you get to keep it, so then, boom, you can trade it in if you want to. I just don't know why Microsoft would be like, yeah, send us your two-year-old S console. It just really doesn't add up to me. But I think you're going to be able to keep it. It's all a payment plan. That's pretty much what it is. But they do it in a way where it's like, by the way, you get to be introduced into our two core subscription service models of Xbox Live Gold and Game Pass. All for the low monthly payment of 35 bucks. Oh, by the way, you, with that included, is a $500 beast of a console that everybody's talking about and has nothing but great things to say. Very, very smart. This is all for me looking at it, uh, taking a step back and looking at the big picture. This is Microsoft testing the waters of doing something different and unique they're still going to offer the option when they announce the next wave of xboxes i'm i'm fairly certain to people that are like hey if you want to buy the new xbox scarlet outright here you go no problem you know what i mean but if you feel like you can't afford you know a six seven hundred dollar type of thing right off the bat we have this option for you as well they're testing the waters to see if this hits and this works, especially with all these fucking games coming out this year. They're testing to see if this works. And if it does, you bet your ass they are going to do this and offer this day one for people that either want the Scarlet or the uh, streaming box that they're going to be launching in 2020 that I think I've got on record and said they're going to announce at E3 next year. So this is just brilliant. This is Microsoft just taking their dick out and slapping people in the face and Again, more pressure mounting. And the thing is, too, I saw a couple interviews from Gamescom of Phil Spencer just talking with different outlets. He's done about four or five of them. And he's saying different things, but he's on the same message. And that message being, 
hey, listen up, you guys. Um, like, we're here to win this shit. Like, we're here to come back in full force next generation. We're just trying to salvage what we have. And we're doing that by buying up studios. He's even said in one interview where he's, oh, yeah, we, I expect us to add more first-party studios to our portfolio as well. And so they're coming out swinging. And he even emphasized, too, play anywhere, streaming, play with everyone you want. So you can play any Microsoft game on your iPhone with a Nintendo Switch person and vice versa. And it, you see what I mean? Like they are, they're pushing a lot of different boundaries that a lot of people don't understand or like, Oh, I just, I don't know how this works. It's not how it's supposed to be. Like they're, they're going for it. They're becoming very consumer friendly in a lot of ways. And as long as they keep this doing, they don't do some stupid crap that railroads this progression that they're making. Um, they're going to be good to go and a lot more pressure is now mounting on sony and i know some people will say like how can there be any pressure on sony they you know they're the leading console manufacturer and all these units and you're right they are they're killing it but remember if they come out and they are going to be lame duck stance and just rest on what they accomplished for the ps4 error when ps5 comes out they are going to be really really upset with the result because they're going to get kicked in the teeth and they're going to be looking up at microsoft about it they have to keep pushing boundaries. They cannot get content. And from everything I've seen and read, that's all Sony's been doing is they're just content. And so we'll see what they announce at E3. They may have some stuff at PSX this year as well. But I hope, I really, really hope they come out swinging back on Microsoft. And it's like, we're doing this now. We're pushing the boundaries on this or that to put more even so then swing the momentum and the pressure back to Microsoft to be like okay okay uh we got to we got to make more value out of the X brand again and keep pushing it you know and then have them push each other it's great for us as consumers because it means great products great prices and amazing fun video games to play and that's what it's all about so i thought that was a little interesting so yeah that's pretty much Microsoft's bit there um so moving on to Ubisoft oh i've been waiting for this one so this is kind of general Gamescom notes, releases, trailers, and comments and observations I had from Tuesday and most of Wednesday. Um, so Ubisoft showed off a new gameplay of Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and um, it, it featured a boss fight with Medusa. And I, I've said it before, I'm not the biggest fan of Assassin's Creed, um, and I haven't been in a very long time. And you know, one side of me wants to give Ubisoft credit for reinventing the series by going fully uh, and making a dialogue driven RPG with a focus on, you know, combat being more fast, more action based. And that's exactly what we've seen from the gameplay of Odyssey. And they did that with origins a little bit as well. Um, and, you know, have it being set in ancient Greece, which is hands down for me personally, my favorite type of setting in a video game. But from what I've seen of this game so far, it just hasn't done anything for me. Uh, it's, this you know the game the this odyssey game has shown features or parts that look cool um and i get excited about it but then on the other side of me too i just i just have this feeling that when i buckle down and i play it i'm just going to be bored as fuck and it's just going to consist of more random pointless tedious collectibles that allow the dev to say like oh our total gameplay hours for odyssey is 120 hours kind of thing and it's gonna have an awful story and just awful dialogue with a gameplay loop that i quickly will get bored of and uh, this is these are issues that a lot of modern games especially in this genre have these issues um but i, I just want to give out an idea and kick it around with you for you guys 
um, that for me personally, you know, kind of thinking about it, what keeps me coming back to these types of games is the protagonist, is the main character. So with Ask Creed, it's pretty common that the protagonist we play is a one and done type of deal. Um, I think uh, the second one had Encio in Italy, and then I think this follow up to that also featured him as well. So that's cool, but all the rest of the games, and there's been quite a few of them, there's always a new character, right? So for that, it's just there's no investment for me into the game because I know they're trying to wrap up this character and their complete story arc in one game. And honestly, how much of that dialogue or cutscenes in that game or story will be a focus on that main character? Meaning, how much dialogue is you taking a side quest from some guy who's like, oh, my donkey, he got away. Can you please find him for me? thank you and then you go do all that shit and then it's your character you know trying to be like breaking the fourth wall like this is silly that i'm you know running around getting a donkey and it's like you're supposed to like what chuckle at that and just be entertained like what are we talking about here like this is lazy that's stupid um only if you're like cd project red with the witcher 3 can you get away with doing that because the rest of your game is kick ass and you do it and present something like fetching in a way that's very unique and special that makes you want to do it because you care about the world you care about Geralt you care about his story and the choices and decisions that you the player makes so a lot of these games you know they, they just feature dialogue for the sake of dialogue and it's it's not impactful dialogue so you know let's compare this to a recent game I played Doom right completely two different entities um, there is lore within Doom so that if you want to expand on your character that you're playing the protagonist, it's there for you if you want it. But the game itself is basically says in a very in a few situations and very few lines that this character you're playing in Doom is a total badass. You know, his mission is to slay demons and save the world. Pretty simple, and it's you just running around wrecking havoc and killing people in glorious, entertaining, fun ways. You know, they don't try to force it to be anything more than what it is to the player. Um, and then you take a look at like someone like Talon from the Lord of the Rings games, right? For me, I couldn't look past in the second game how dull it was because Talon was a whining, unreasonable punk ass for the entirety of the game. The guy just kept bitching and moaning. It was like, it wasn't even reasonable to me, you know? And in the first one, I could look past its flaws because it did have quite a few because I was invested in Talon's character that they presented at first, his arc, you know, and his little elf ghost, you know, boyfriend and, and their relationship. Um, so, you know, same thing with the, with the last couple of Tomb Raiders. Laura's story arc to me has been great. And for the most part, it's made sense. Um, I don't know. I'm open to surprises and excited. And I want to be excited again by this series. I haven't been for a long time, though. And I'm glad to see that UB, you know, has announced that it's that Assassin's Creed will skip having a release next year as well, too. Um, to finally get away from early, you know, kind of the release schedule and everything. But at the end of the day, I just, even something set in ancient Greece that I love so much, I just, it just doesn't do anything for me because I just know they're going to try to wrap it up in one story, in one game, and I'm never going to hear or see from that character again unless it's like a little Easter egg. And I just don't care enough about the universe to get excited about that. So, um, go Assassin's Creed Odyssey. We'll see. Um, however, speaking of UB and fuck ups. So we, I talked about how they showed a Division 2 trailer at the Xbox or inside Xbox shindig and all that stuff. Um, they also announced that pre-orders for Division 2 are up, and if you buy the special editions, you will get extra storage space. Um, this was later to be confirmed um, true by one of the heads 
head fellows leading the development team. So with this being official, all I have to say, my first reaction is, you dumb bastards. I mean, I could curse and yell about this, get my blood pressure raised, um, but I think at the end of this will be reversed, so I'm, I'm not going to try to get too butthurt about it. However, for folks that are listening that may not see the issue why you know, this is a big deal or maybe never played the Division 1, um, unless they've changed it, Division is all about loot. It's all about loot, and it's all about more loot. Um, so for the dev to, on purpose, hold back storage space or, in this case, charge an extra, what, probably 10 to 20 bucks for a special edition for more space... And, you know, keep in mind, we don't know the standard space that's going to be in the Division 2 or how much storage space you'll be getting if you buy this special edition and all this shit. You're just completely asking for your fan base to revolt. And up until this announcement from everything I could gather, UB and Massive, the developers of Division 2, have done and said all the right things on this game and built a lot of goodwill within their community, especially after Division 1 failed for a lot of, of their fans. So... They just burned all that fucking goodwill they've spent years rebuilding to the ground. Um, and this goes to show you just how fast you can fuck up as a dev that you spend so much time building something and just like that in an instant, like a, a Thanos snap of the fingers, it's just fucking gone. Um, these devs never learn. And I just hope this serves as an example to other publishers or serves as an example to us that as fans and as consumers, these publishers, devs, they're not our friends, you know. They will always keep trying, and this is a classic example of that, to push boundaries and see what they can get away with. Because today it's an extra $10 for storage space. Tomorrow it's an extra 20 bucks, you know, for getting endgame gear. And then it's an extra 30 bucks to have access to endgame content. It sounds crazy, but that that's literally the road, that's their mindset. That's how they look at it. And it's it's sad, it's gross, but that's what they do. So they're always going to try to push boundaries, you know, see what they can get away with. They're like fucking children who just keep doing and saying the most idiotic crap just to see what just to see what they can get away with. So, and from my knowledge, keep in mind too, the Division fan base is not like the Destiny fan base. Destiny fans, you know, they keep getting calm on their face from Bungie without Bungie even buying them a drink. And while that's all happening and it's Bungie's kids are dripping off their chin, they're on the keyboard complaining, but can't wait to buy their new expansion. And that's all that's all Bungie needs to do is like, we're sorry. Actually, they don't even say that. They're like, we're listening to you or we hear you. We'll try better, you know, and I know they've gotten better in the last couple months, but I'm sorry. Like, fuck them. They it's like you're in an abusive relationship and the guy keeps hitting you or, or the woman keeps hitting you. You just get your ass beat over and over again. And your friends are like, you need to get the fuck out. You need to stop. Why do you keep putting up with this? Like, they'll change. They'll change. See, he sent me a text. He's never said this before to me. He's a changed or she's a changed human being. And it's like bad and dumb. That's what that means. Okay. Um, so, yeah, Division's fan base is different. They're going to eat you alive. So, um, I hope you be... so. Ubisoft massive tip of the hat good luck to you guys um but I highly recommend you divert and change course on this decision very very soon cuz you know you're this is coming out literally after you announce pre-orders are available so have fun with that but moving on to a dev house and this is just some quick industry notes too as we come up down the the final lap here um uh, moving on to a dev house that has least 
at least when there's complaints about it, they reasonably can explain their decisions to their fan base. So with that said, Blizzard is in the news. They have a new Overwatch map announced along with a new CGI trailer for D.Va. Um, just personal note, Blizzard, please just make the Overwatch animated motion picture already. Please. I, I want that and I need that in my life. Um, and speaking of games that look incredible, because that's what Overwatch is, um, I'm going to also put this in the description as well. I will put the new trailer for Metro Exodus. It is just heavy on... There's a, there's some semi-first-person shooter aspects to it. It's heavy on stealth, and it's spooky spooks, you know. Um, looks great. It's just It looks terrifying and gorgeous all at once. And again, I'll leave the link in the description below so you guys can check that out for yourself. And keep in mind that does come out February 2019. Definitely going to be a play like i said before a must play launch day for me also another game that they announced finally getting an xbox release and ps4 as well in digital and physical form in spring of 2019 is a little gem of a game that came out i think a couple weeks ago for nintendo switch and it's been um very well received everything i hear about it from critics and fans alike they are just oozing at the pores about it and that's hollow knight um it's a type of metrovania game um and yeah, it's just been great. I cannot wait. I've seen some footage of it. I don't have a Switch, and I'm just like, dude, I want to play this, so I'm glad that's finally coming to some other consoles. Um, and then we got a release date for Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice, which will release March 22nd of 2019, which is from Fame Dev House from Software. So the guys that do, uh, what's it called? Um, yeah, fucking game. It's always hard. It just kicks you in the teeth. Oh, shit. This is awkward. This is embarrassing. What the hell is the name of it? I should just call this the old man podcast or no memory podcast. Um, yeah, Dark Souls. Damn it, Danny, you idiot. Yeah, Dark Souls. So that's from the same creators. Um, we also got a new announcement for Hitman 2. Um, IO, the development house that's working on Hitman, announced that when the game releases, those who own all content from the first Hitman will be able to play the same map slash missions in the second one at no additional cost. Keep in mind, these maps and missions, and they show it throughout the trailer... Uh, coming back from the first game will be redesigned as well so it's not going to be a copy and paste thing it's going to have all the new looks graphic updates and mechanics that are going to be featured in the second one so very very awesome of them to do that shit as well um, and last but certainly not least Shinmu 1 and 2 remastered is officially out for purchase so depending on when you're listening to this it did come out Tuesday um, I'm going to be playing this when it's on sale and as much as I love these games and the remaster looks terrific with Divinity 2 coming out next Friday I got Spider-Man, I got Tomb Raider 3 on the calendar It's my video game calendar is freaking full as hell so I don't know how I'm going to squeeze this in but if it's on like one of those Black Friday spells I'll, I'll pick it up and keep it in the, the catalog to play and all that jazz when time frees up usually around the summertime so all right, everyone, that's going to do it for me. If you want to be featured on the podcast or want to know how you can help it grow, details on those in the description below. Hope every one of you cucks have a wonderful, wondrous weekend. As always, thank you all for listening. Hope you enjoyed it, and I will talk to you guys this Monday. Take care.